Ready? One second. It's recording. It's recording. So the US Open just finished. Today is the Monday after the Sunday after an amazing final, wasn't it? I always feel a, a little sad after Grand Slams ends. Like yeah, it's like the last day of the, the summer holidays before you go back to school. You think, oh my God, it's gone. Where did it go? Yeah, it's true. Actually, it's kind of like a little empty feeling. Or, or maybe you didn't feel that way. Maybe you wanted to go back to school. Some people probably, you know, those good students that sat in front of the teacher. I've, I've read about these these students. You enjoyed the the U.S. Open. Oh, it was it was quite a special one, wasn't it? For various reasons, but. Uh, I do feel that emptiness, and it's the last one of the year, actually. So, what stands out for you about this U.S. Open? Well, it's it's one of the first U.S. Opens I've actually watched because, uh, just through sheer coincidence, and um, my girlfriend's love of shopping, we. Mm-hmm. It sounds like an advert, by the way. We're not sponsored, but we have Amazon <laughs> Prime. So, in previous years, going way back, the BBC hardly showed any U.S. Open at all. Then Sky came along and swallowed it up and obscure satellite channels. And I think US Open always charges TV companies a bit more than the other Grand Slams. I so it's always been elusive to find. But we've had the Amazon coverage. And uh, what, what do you think of the Amazon coverage, David? It's been massacred with bad reviews since the, mm. since they started last year, exactly one year ago. They're, they're the new kids on the block, so TV yes, problems. This big company full of money came and took over the... Um, the tennis and they had no idea what they were doing in the beginning. They did improve because now they have like the replays of the matches. I watch tennis I know, every yes. week and uh, we can't watch everything live and you want to be able to watch. So they're getting better, but still there were so many errors, so many problems. The sound, I left a few bad reviews there. And, the, and the funny enough, there was a few hundred bad reviews mm, that were deleted they were deleted right. now they are calling their customers that give bad reviews to try to help them did, did you know that i received oh. two calls from them really two calls yes and how, how could they help you of course they're gonna suggest uh, the basic stuff that we already know please uh, clear your browsers uh, history oh. and nothing like that works now, you tended to watch it on your laptop did you because i watched on it on the, the tv and it froze up a few times yes there you go but mm-hmm. was it smoother on the laptop uh, well i watch it on the computer and yep. i watch it on like phone and then i broadcast it into the tv and i did have problems as well yeah it was kind of a mess i think they're still evolving one good thing Definitely. i gotta say is that they have no advertising that is that good, is like BBC. And do you know, I'm programmed, my body and my eyes are still programmed to expect the advert break yeah. when Varenka or whoever sits down for the changeover. I'm expecting it. I'm waiting for a little yes, we're so used kind to of it. incidental sound to herald the adverts. Yeah, it, it's that. true. But I'm very glad it's over because I do like to look at the players when they're just thinking and how they react yeah. in that moment, what do yeah. they do? Some close their eyes, some put towels over their heads. Jim Currier once read a book during the changeover, I think in the later oh my part God, of the career, I didn't when he'd, he'd fallen out of love with tennis. <laughs> He's got his love back as a pundit, and a very good one. Yes, he, he was he commentating read now. read a book during the changeover, and it wasn't wow. a tennis book. Wow. He wasn't reading about the art of war. Just something to take like him out of the tennis mind, probably. Yes. Yeah. yeah I think if they wanted to read books nowadays, they couldn't even read anymore because it's a disco now in between games. 
Yeah. It's it a is. mad, are, mad Are you disco. in favour of that? Not do at you all. Want, do you want to hear the oh, I, top I, 20 I, in between? You know, I like new things as well, but in this, at in least Wimbledon slam? has it right. Yeah. Keeping this. I mean, at Wimbledon, they should give better chairs for the players to sit on. They still have those old-fashioned chairs. They didn't always used I, to have. In I the colour TV era, era, they used to stand up in between during changeovers. Oh, wow. And they'd often, uh, there'd be a little trough, like a pig's trough of talcum powder. <laughs> and they would, they would do that. And they would dispense their own Robinson's barley water as a drink at, yeah. uh, at Wimbledon. It was self-service. There was, there was less being waited on by some bull boy or... Or ball girl, oh, different or, times. Or ball man, as it is in the uh, in the U.S. Open. Yeah, so, yeah, but they get that right. They still don't put a disco. If I was a tennis player, let's say I was in the moment, mm-hmm. and then suddenly the you have this one more time or whatever yeah. song that I might not enjoy so much, it can p- turn me off yeah. a little bit. But I think the players are are dealing with it very well. Anyway, my favorite thing about the U.S. Open, and uh, this is one of the things that uh, was the topic for this radio show today, was the comparison between why these three guys are dominating the, the slams and most of the masters, and where do the young ones come in. And I didn't know if we were going to have a new star or a new master of tennis come around, but after watching that final... I am very hopeful. You are, you are hopeful. Right. I am very hopeful. Medvedev. Yeah. I mean, tell me, we've been watching these these youngsters, Tsitsipas, Shapovalov, Dimitrov, which uh, disappeared for a while. He was yeah. shining a few years ago mm-hmm. when he beat uh, was it Djokovic and even Feather, wasn't it? Well, he beat Murray in the Wimbledon quarterfinals, mm-hmm. I think, uh, two thousand and fourteen, yeah. and we yeah. thought, yes, and a star is born. That's, yeah, but we were so excited. He looked like the style of Feather and others. Uh, really, baby great. Fed, baby Fed, they called him. Kyrgios also with his incredible talent, and we've been expecting for a great player to come. I mean, I am a great fan of tennis and a mega fan of Feather. But I'm ready. I'm ready to accept that some new kid on the block is going to start kicking ass, you know, and and taking over. And uh, that final gave me hope because I haven't seen a youngster be down two sets to love, a breakdown against in Nadal. the third against Nadal. He's great at being two sets to love. Yes, the mo- Federer has f- less of a record, hasn't he? Yes, he does. Being two Nad- sets up. Nadal, it's 16, 16 matches uh, that he won the first set he won the match 15 times yeah. so to see what medvedev did i don't know what happened he just suddenly turned into this god of tennis and he was playing i've never seen anything like it out of nothing because his body it language is isn't, isn't the greatest deceiving. It, it, he, it, he looks like he's, he's ready for a good lie down at the best of times doesn't he he does in the in the semi-final yeah. too i thought well yeah he's not going to win this first set i Dimitrov was all over him like a like a cheap rash. Yes, I, I saw that. But uh, mm. he won it. It was tight in the Just first like two that. sets, mm. and then it was comfortable. He was, yes. Was he playing possum? Uh, I, I think that's just the way he, he is. He's unpredictable, and suddenly he has this energy that comes from nowhere, nowhere. And that's what happened against Nadal. And another thing I really appreciate about the guy, he, he do you see how he celebrated getting to the Grand Slam final? A little flinch on his face. There's yeah. no falling on the floor like that. Like some first-round winners do. Yes, they just yeah. drop to the floor and, oh my God, I won the third round. And uh, this guy just, just another day in the office. 
I was going to say, yeah, another a very good day in the office. <laughs> very good day in the but, office. So you think Medvedev will will be the one? Oh like, can my! I, can I play devil's advocate here? Yes, go for it. I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd love him to be. I really like him. Yeah. Uh, I think it's quite good the way he uh, he soaks up the uh, the New York crowds. Oh, that's um, another thing that got us. New wow. York crowds goading, I suppose, really, wow. and he, he seems to enjoy it. And how how it, did he do that? Djokovic yes. pretends to sometimes, but yes. deep down, as, as Beck has said, he, he, it hurts him. It, it does. It cut, it I mean, him. Djokovic is, is throwing his heart to the, to the yeah. crowd all the time, wanting to be loved, where Medvedev just said, hey. But I would say Medvedev is 23 now, I think. Mm. Born in 1996. He's 23, so yes. So he's not that young. There are younger players out there too. He's a late bloomer, and I think male the tennis players bloomer, are later true. bloomers. Federer came through about 21. Yes. Maybe he had a great year when he was 20. The man to beat had a poor year, and then at 22, he became the world beater that we know. He's a bit older. He, he, if you look at his Grand Slam record too, this is the standout easily. I know he had a great run in. Uh, to the tournaments and um, played a lot of matches, took on a lot of good players. But um, I think at Wimbledon, his record is the third round. Oh, I think never got more than third Fre- or fourth round French in Open, slams. Yeah, I think three first rounds in in a row. So he's got a long way to go at the at the French Open. And I think after after this, he'll be the man to he'll be the man to beat. He's got an invisible target on his back, more so than Nadal. Really, I mean, a lot of players know they're going to lose to Nadal when they step on the court. With Medvedev, they'll be going, right, okay, you know, you think you're the, the new kid on the block. Yeah, I'm going to take you on. This would be a great scalp to beat Medvedev. And you often find with these breakthrough tournaments afterwards, the player is knackered. He's played seven matches in a row. He's not used to doing that. In Medvedev's case, he's played a lot more. So it might be a dip for a year and then he comes back. That's what and I hope it doesn't happen. And there are rivals who we're going to come on to. Yes, uh, and you're pointing out something that has been happening constantly in the last years. Every young kid that comes yeah. and shines for a moment suddenly dips and disappears. Zverev, yeah. Tsitsipas, um, Dimitrov, well, all these names. Can we get Zverev are... out of the way first? Because, um, yeah, he's the obvious one. The he, obvious. Was, he was the man and yet... Oh. O2 finals, beating, playing. Yeah, the awesome O2, he, won, he won the last O2 he finals, did. didn't he? He and, did. You know, the ticker tape and yes. uh, a new king is anointed. Yeah. I think he beat Djokovic in the final, he didn't did. he? He did, and Feather before yeah, or something like he's that. He's been kidnapped, an imposter's been put in his place. He, <laughs> something. He's done very well for an imposter. He's won yeah. some five set matches. <laughs> but, uh, is he still wearing those? I can't remember. Is he still wearing those gold Mr. T chains around his neck? Maybe that's slowing him down. I think so too. Maybe he needs you to get got rid a good of that. point. And, and it's I think it's three or four. Yeah. On the neck. And, and Lendl is because you you were saying about yes Lendl, uh, there was he's a no the longer Lendl left us. him after he commented in public in an interview that Lendl was talking too much golf during their practice sessions. He, he does like his golf. Lendl's daughters or da- one of his daughters. He's got I think he's got quite a lot. Yes. Five or six. If on a fact checker, we'll have to check this. One of his daughters, I think, is a professional women's golfer. I think so and too. And Lenzel, I think, was very pretty close to playing off scratch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, this almost breaks us into a, a debate between uh, the new generation and the old. This new generation is used to the phones, the Instagrams, the sharing everything online. So Zverev kind of has is maybe. Is Zverev one of those? Do you uh, think? I have no idea. I can't judge I'll tell you from who here. Is. Tell me. 
Titsipas. He likes his oh, Instagram yes, stuff. Oh, yes, Very creative. Oh, yes, very, good. very creative, this, this yes. This is the problem, you think, partly. That's one of the things that we are trying to figure out. Why the hell are these players not stepping up? And, uh, well, are any of the big three, or can I extend that to the big four, if you include Murray in this? And I know you, I know you have a lot to say about whether Murray sure. should be included in the big four. Mm, and and Valenka, for, for that matter, then. But I think he, he was, um, he's quite keen on the old video games. Maybe he got the balance right. Maybe <laughs> he's, too, by the maybe way. Maybe his mum <laughs> said something like, Kick, you know, lock up that PlayStation. You've got to concentrate. But he's done pretty well, I think, of, of uh, you know, doing it. So maybe he... Yes, you see, you you put their good points. Uh, I love video games, and uh, I think if there is a star to be risen, a new master of tennis, I can include Murray for a bit, but I can't put Murray completely. The others have sixteen, nineteen, and twenty. Murray has three or four. Murray has three, three and, and then Vavrinka the O2, has three. He's had the O2, the Olympics, yes. the Davis Cup. Vavrinka is very similar. Has three, yeah, they're very yeah. similar. So we can definitely include those two. Chilich won a, a U.S. Open, but I think that almost it almost was like just a special moment that came and gone. Del Potro too, but beyond, but beyond Murray and Vavrinka, it's, it's nobody. desert. It's desert. That's yeah. it. And all these players are coming in and uh, then disappearing. That's why I'm so excited about what happened. I'm almost praying that Medvedev just takes this and goes on because he's been on fire. Yeah. You've seen his record this year. It's just crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like champion, finalist, 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 champion, he, finalist, he's finalist, played, finalist. He's finalist, played finalist. a lot and he's won a lot. And yeah. um, and where I does think he, he get needs the to energy? get that balance right because Zverev was playing every tournament. Dominic Team. Yes, who I know another is not, great player that I like so much. As one of the young guns, mm. but maybe surprisingly, he. I think if you're going to look at the next Grand Slam champion outside the top three or four, mm. I think Team at the French Open is the one I would bet on, especially if if Nadal got injured eating a croissant in in Paris or something. Team has been Choked. knocking on that door. He, he's lost the last two finals. The last one, he played incredibly well for a while yeah. until Nadal asserted himself as he always does. Again. So team is 26. His record outside the French isn't great, but he played lots and lots of tournaments. Maybe he didn't balance it that well. He's kind of burned out at the wrong times of the year, but certainly at the French, he does time it well. Yes. So I think maybe a surprise twist. If there's a power vacuum and the big, the big three or four all kind of, uh, get lost or kidnapped, and I think team is <laughs> team is the one I would I would bet on to. I think he's the most likely to win a slam. I I would nail him on for the French. I like that predi prediction, and uh, I've been following team, and he is one of my young favorites. I like him. He's he's a nice guy, and uh, he has a massive game on clay, on and clay. he's been knocking yeah. on the door. He won uh, his first uh, Masters one thousand uh, on uh, hard court this year, but. Still, it's not enough to say that he is ready on, on the other surfaces. But, yes, two times already and he almost beat Nadal. So, hopefully, this next year, That's I think that would be good. So, I'm excited about Medvedev. Hopefully, something happens and finally, a young guy starts beating the, the best, the top. And wouldn't it be great if, he, if one of these young guys does it? While the big three are still at their best, That's we can still exactly say exactly what they we want. won it and they beat one of the big three in the final. And my God, Nadal, Djokovic, or Federer played superbly, the best yes. I've ever seen, and yes. they lost because it would be a bit of a pyrrhic victory if if one of them broke through. 
but only broke through because the big three had given up. They were just turning up for the, to please their sponsors. That's why we want them to break out now. Come on, they're getting old. Uh, Feather uh, beats Sampras. Who else? Uh, Agassi beats someone else. And, uh, McEnroe dethroned Borg, didn't uh, they? There you go. You see, it has always been from generation to generation, the youngsters that come in and then they start dominating. Yeah. And that's what we want. I mean, it would be so sad that we have to wait for Nadal, Djokovic and Feather, and some others to just disappear. And then finally we have isn't, the... Isn't the men's game uh, so different to, the, the, to the ladies game? Yes. There, there is always a big two or big three. Always. Um, in the men's game, where in the women's game, yes, Especially Serena recently. Williams has been the ever-present. Yeah. But it's a revolving cast of supporting actress, actresses or actors, as they say nowadays, mm-hmm. who are kind of there in the final, taking it in turns to, to beat uh, Serena Williams in, in the final. Yes, I mean, but in the men, the men, And w- would you prefer to see the men's game, oh, um, you know, with Titsipas winning one time and then disappearing and, and he's ranked 80th in the world and someone else winning and then taking it in turns? Yes, or do you it, like the fact there's a big three to, to shoot at, which there isn't in the ladies' game? Yes, for me it's very obvious. Almost, I think, everybody wants some heroes fighting. That's why we love this era so much, because we have these guys fighting, isn't it? Look at when Feather was dominating before Nadal and Djokovic appeared. Tennis was boring. People were not even... Thrilled. Can you name Federer's main rival when he first broke through and won one oh Wimbledon? Oh my, I, I mean Roddick, but Roddick years, couldn't do it. Uh, Roddick, he was, he he was, was the one who was But the he couldn't rival. do it, he couldn't he do couldn't, it. He couldn't, no. At Wimbledon, he, he did his best and the US David Open, Denk US was Open good, final. But, yeah. but then, yeah, Nadal on, uh, I think Nadal's 18th birthday. Yes. Semi-final, yeah. Federer just clocks in another day at the office. Okay, oh. this is my first French title. Yes. And yeah, you've, you've got a rival and... Yeah. My God, but for that, would Federer have won 30 Grand Slams? Or would oh, he have thought, this 35. is too easy and retired after 12? That's and what I think. started to go down he McDonald's be playing, loads of food. He wouldn't be playing now at 38, maybe. He would be relaxed, enjoying. Yeah. Although I truly believe the love that he has for tennis. I mean, tennis is a wonderful sport. And if you love what you're doing, why not? But he, he's he still fighting does, for the records. Tsitsipas has said, said something worrying recently. He said, what I'm, did just, he say? No, I'm just not enjoying just yes, not enjoying so early and already not enjoying he could <laughs> he could get it back though he could get it back it's he a, could it's like golf it's the most frustrating sport in the world when you're not you're not winning and playing well yes and it's beautiful when you're when you're winning or, or playing to your best like medvedev did yes against nadal you know you travel to a new place and then you lose and then you have to travel to another place and lose you got to be winning or it's well what other profession would you you end most weeks by losing most tennis players, 99% of them, yes. at, the, at the end of the week or at the end of a tournament, they're packing their bags and First flying round, to another plane, round. a loser. Yeah. And how long can you carry on, you know, just kind of making up the numbers, as it were? It's incredible, really is. And so, what is the difference between this new generation and the old one? Why is the old one getting older and still beating the young? Well, I think they're exceptional, for a start. They're just, they're just so driven. Um, first time I saw Nadal, he was playing at Wimbledon uh, against a, a British player. I think I think he played Wimbledon before the French Open, and a uh, British player was quite experienced. And Nadal just wanted to win every point, even in the knock-up. He was trying to hit winners in the knock-up. Just incredible. And he was he leapt out at me as wow, this man is amazing, and he he could just 
it could just carry on for a long, long time. The big worry, I thought, was such an all-action game and every point was like the last point on earth. I've never I seen anything like gonna it. he's going to burn himself out. He's going to get injuries. Since, and did Yes, I was right about that, but it he's is. come back. Djokovic, uh, I think of the of the big three, he was the one I didn't particularly think was going on to great things. He needed he a three, number three forever in the yeah. world, and then suddenly he, he would. He had a habit of withdrawing from matches. Yes. So his success surprises me more than anyone else. Federer, first time I came across him really was against Sampras in the Wimbledon semi-finals, and yeah, he was special. He was out rallying Sampras, out volleying him. Absolutely great game. Sampras was still at the peak of his powers. These three are exceptional players, and I wouldn't be surprised if it, when they go, there's a power vacuum, like there was when Sampras went. Leighton Hewitt took over for a year, and people thought he was the big thing. Yes. So I think maybe someone like Medvedev might take over for a year and win a few slams, and then someone we haven't even talked about today might come from nowhere, just like Federer did to a certain extent. True and just come through, or, or Djokovic. Why these three kept going for so long, I think it's because of the other two in the rivalry. Federer is looking at these other two and looking over his shoulder. Yes. He wants that, that record. He really wants it. Djokovic has openly said it's an open secret. I want that record. And Nadal is the most cagey about it or humble about but it, I don't, saying, I, I I'm, think... just, I'm just happy to be on the court playing tennis. Yes. But they, come on, they all want it. So they're driving each other on. Sampras Agassi, there wasn't that closeness. So I think that's why they're keeping going, because of the other two. I think you speak well. And uh, also, I will add, the, of course, the science and the medical and the fitness has improved so much over the years. They can last longer. Yes, I think the first thing that you said about it's, it's who they are. It's their mindset. It's what you explained about Nadal and then the talent of Feather and his hunger and his love for the game. And Djokovic, uh, I mean, the, his resilience and his readiness to take damage and just he's go until he is. I mean, those mm. three guys are definitely something special. And that's what we're hoping for. We're hoping for two or three of these guys to have some of those qualities. But you know what I feel? I watch a lot of tennis, full matches. It's not highlights. I feel these players on what most of them lack until now. And it, that's what I didn't feel in Medvedev's this US Open. That's why I'm excited. What I feel from them is they don't want it enough. It feels like at a certain moment they just give up. They don't want to fight anymore. I don't want to be too judgmental about it and I don't want to say this is the truth. I feel they they just they don't have that will power that these three guys have and yes Murray had it for some time and Vavrinka every once in a while where does the willpower come from because uh, yeah. most of these guys come from quite rich backgrounds so I, I wouldn't know myself it's, it's Djokovic did he come from? I heard a very personal interview with Djokovic and he describes how he's, he comes from a post-war country difficulty. So I, he had hardship, I imagine, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he had hardship, yeah. but it's very rare to see players do like that. I found a record online the other day which showed how many matches Nadal, Federer and Djokovic came back from match point down to win and lost after match point up. Djokovic has three yeah. that he lost. Um, not many, really, is Yes, it? not many, this guy. So maybe comes from his background or or maybe just for who he is. Where are the kids that have this, 
these kind of powers. This, this is well, like this is special powers, that, you know. Accepting of defeat. Mm. Um, you know, Djokovic accepts defeat, and maybe the, the willpower is really you don't accept defeat. Titsipas doesn't like being beaten, and maybe that's a good thing. Federer, when he went through his troubles before he made the breakthrough in that year after beating Sampras at Wimbledon, he struggled. He was knocked out of first rounds by fairly ordinary players. Yes. He Yeah, he, he had a temper when he was a younger player. He did. But then the te- when he was winning more, that petulance was passion. And maybe Titsipas, that will change with him too. He, I he's shown the hunger. When he lost at Wimbledon, did you see that in his interview? He was so depressed. So I was like, mm. okay, this is great, actually. He's so depressed, he really wants to win. It can come from both sides, from the guy that accepts defeat and is so relaxed with it that he's able to win. And it can come from the guy that can't take defeat and wants to win so badly that he wins as well. And I think that describes a bit Federer and Djokovic. They are opposites in that. Federer does not like to lose. It's very difficult no, after, for him. After losing and Wimbledon, I think oh, he, he, he didn't want to talk about tennis oh, no. for a week. Yeah, three great champions. So different from each other. Different qualities. And they're winning. So who haven't we mentioned of the next generation? Because they're going to be listening to this. And now I struggle to pronounce their names. I have got a list here. But the Canadian guy, the Wayne's World Canadian guy, he is the one who has a bit of Nadal about him, I think, in that he looks like a teenager who wants to play tennis all day, even when it's raining down the public courts. He he seems to have all the strokes. I wouldn't want to play him at all. I think he's a very good player. Yes, left-handed, good spin. I've been watching him for a few years, and I'd be surprised if if he doesn't do it. I think him and Titsipas, to me, I know you say Medvedev, I think they're the ones who might come through. That was going to be my question. might be an interim. If the king of tennis is out there, if he's not kind of unknown, just out there waiting to be discovered, I think, yeah, the Canadian Wayne's World guy. The next king of tennis has to win those early rounds convincingly. They can't have too many miles in their legs to get through to the final. So for you, it's Tsitsipas and Shapovalov. Yes. I think so. Uh, but I watch that Medvedev Titsipas rivalry because if you if you see it on YouTube, there's a bit of bit of feistiness between them. Yeah, maybe one Just day. Just as there it's was between Del Potro and Murray if you, uh, mm. in the early stages of their career, yeah. and I think they're quite they're friendly now. So there's still hope. So I would go with Titsipas and Medvedev, but I have more faith in Medvedev for now. Shapovalov, I like him very much. I think he's going to come around. Even Aliasim is very interesting, very composed. Too early to say, but him. too early, yes. I do hope that they come around, especially before uh, the big three are gone, because that will be special. It cannot be one win here in the semis and then disappear. It has to be one win in the semis against the, uh, one of the three and then beating another one in the final and then continue with, with that trend and starting to take over tennis. Definitely. This, we agree there. We're going yes. to end with an agreement. But, uh, yes. What we this, didn't talk about, maybe one for a future episode, mm-hmm. if anyone's got any suggestions, yeah. just let us know. But who will be the greatest of all time in terms of the Grand Slams one? That's another big subplot. Who, who, do, who do we think is going to end up on top? We'll have to talk about that. And, and for that one, we're going to bring a guest between any those ideas? three. Yes, I, 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 we have, we have <laughs> that's it. <laughs> He'd be too gentlemanly to say, maybe, or maybe not, which would be very interesting. Yes, they are so careful with each other, these tennis but players. How, how would we describe to Rod Laver what our show is? Because I heard a description from uh, uh, my girlfriend the other day. What did t- she say? She said, two old guys talking about tennis. Oh, wow. She put it in a nutshell there. Oh, I love it. I don't know how you feel about that. I love it. 
You're, you're still young. Oh, I'm, I'm very old. Well, there you go, two old guys talking about tennis. <laughs> All right, see you next time. See you next time. Take care.